0: Hello and welcome, my name is Leah Barber and you're listening to Next Gen Femme, a podcast dedicated to celebrating women's achievements, be it in business or massive personal goals, we speak to women that persevered through the ups and downs to pursue their passions.
1: We're at a very good time where opportunities are there for us and it would be an awful waste to sit and make excuses for not being able to do things Mm -hmm. when we can. And it's for the future generations that they'll be able to do more.
0: In this first episode, myself and Fiona Malone, my co-host and right-hand woman with this podcast, give you a chance to get to know us before having on guests in future episodes. We delve into our own personal journeys all while having a laugh along the way. If you know a badass woman that would be good to have on our podcast, or if you have any suggestions, then send an email to leah at NextGenFem.ie. Right, enough of this jibber jabber time for the first episode. I hope you enjoy Hello and welcome to Next Gen Femme or Next Generation Female, however you'd like to put it. This is the very first episode in what I hope will be many episodes to come. If you haven't heard about Next Gen Femme, please pause this episode and go listen to the introductory podcast that I have up, which gives a good synopsis of what we're all about. For this first podcast, we are going to go through some questions that will form the blueprint for the podcast to come and give you all a bit of a background. myself and Fee. If you don't already know my name is Leah Barber and I am joined by
1: Fiona Malone
0: and we're going to start by giving a little bit of a background on who we are. So I guess I'll go first. As I said my name is Leah Barber. I'm 28 years old. Uh, I'm (laughs) from Wexford but I live in Cork and have been for about five and a half years. Six years come this September and
1: I run my own business. That's pretty cool. So I'm Fiona or Fee as most of the girls know me as 28 as well from Kilkenny, but moved to Galway about six years ago in July, I think. Didn't you move? Yeah, around the same time. Yeah, way. wow, that's a long time. And I'm a biomedical engineer. Recently finished my PhD in biomedical engineering, so super super varied. <laughs> and currently working as a research fellow in Galway Mayo Institute of Technology or GMIT. And I could <laughs> There's a lot. It's the medical sector. I mean, GMIT. So many, so many others. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So I can spell as well as maths. But yeah, so I met Leah when we studied in the University Mm. of Limerick together. And I did biomedical engineering, shock horror. And Leah did computer games development. Mm. I'm getting this wrong. Bad friend.
0: Uh, (laughs) No, uh, so I studied multimedia and computer games development. And uh, the multimedia was in title alone. It wasn't really in the course. It was okay. a very. It was a very new course actually, and they didn't
1: a Celtic Tiger course, as I like to call yeah. it. Yeah, <laughs> actually, yeah, it was really a Celtic
0: <laughs> Tiger course. Like I, I think when I started the course, the first generation of that degree were just graduation.
1: I see, okay. I think, if
0: you know what I mean. Yeah. So yeah, it was multimedia and video games development. And I, you
1: came from the Leave cert like I did as well. Mm, we both went yeah, straight in. Yeah, we went in. straight
0: into college. Cool. And I wasn't by any means an academic student. Mm. I was very much the person at the back that probably got separated from people because I just would be a distraction. I got better as the years went on, but I was definitely not, not academic in compared to like some people that would be, but I did my name, sir. Got the points I needed to go to this to do this course in UL and got the, got the points five points in excess of you, what you I got needed. The points, girl. So, woo! <laughs> but uh, I did the course simply because I didn't really know what I wanted mm. to do. And I remember one day they came it was like I think it was the c e o people or something, and they mm-hmm. came with a big, long list. I don't know if this was the same as you in your skill, but yeah, it sounds they came like yeah. with a big long pages and pages of lists of courses in all the different colleges and stuff. I remember just like seeing this course, and I would be big into video games. I play PlayStation and stuff a lot, and I got it into my head that like people make video games as as a job as a career. Uh, I'm going to do that. I like to play video games. So for me, it was like, bing. <laughs> so Light bulb. I, yeah, exactly. Light bulb moment. I thought like, I was like, I have it here. I found the secret to success. And did the
1: course then meet your expectations? Mm,
0: not really. I kind of say that it was like a glorified computer science course. Yeah. With the title. You of, were
1: in with a lot of computer science yeah. modules, if I remember. We're going back quite a while we, now. We're nearly 10 years now. Uh, well, I'm 10 years out of secondary school, so... Coming into college, yeah, 9, 10 years, my God. And you're doing something completely different now. Like, you're not you see, making video games or the new... No,
0: and when when I tell people what I studied in college, they pick up on the multimedia part. Yeah, And that's when I tell them it's entitled like it's... In the title and nothing else, of course. Mm-hmm. Like I said, it's very much computer, glorified computer science course with a little bit of designy design. Because I Creativity. went into the course because I would be a creative person, yeah. And I went into the course thinking I could do the creative side of video games, yeah, like character design and visuals and stuff. But it was very much the coding side, and I wouldn't be very good at that. I really struggled, and I actually had to repeat a few exams. So it wasn't easy by any means. Like, it's not exactly what I do now. Actually, it's nothing what I do now. So, I guess what I do now is I run my own company. I call it a content creation or multi, or not multi, content creation or media production company. Yeah. Uh, So, what I provide is videography, photography, and graphic design services. So, I make content for social media or for websites or for presentations or take photos Mm. to, to give content to people's websites. Pretty much. A lot of different, yeah.
1: And do you things. think the courses and following mainstream education as we did supported you in this or helped you in any way? It didn't. It didn't.
0: Like I can definitely understand that sometimes education isn't for like mainstream education isn't for people.
2: Mm.
0: I think I think it was good for some disciplinary.
1: Yeah. Sort of aspects. I suppose what we're getting at really is, was it necessary to do that? Obviously, i delighted I mean, you went to yeah. and we, you know, yeah. there's all that side And obviously side of you it. wouldn't have
0: been able to do your PhD had you not
1: yes. done yeah. an
0: undergrad. But I don't think it's 100% necessary. Okay. I think it depends on the person or the individual. Like, what I do now has been all self-taught. Okay. I haven't done any, like, I've done a few Shaw Academy things, which are like these online courses that are like I think I've heard of these I yeah they're just advertised. like really quick and you yeah. get like a
1: little search at the end but cute yeah put
0: them on your the fridge like mom look what I did
1: <laughs> that's where my PhD is it's on the fridge is it? no <laughs> <laughs> with a gold star sticking <laughs> like,
0: on to the fridge go feed. yeah yeah <laughs> you
1: survived
0: <laughs> yeah as I said it, it depends on the individual mm. I think it might have been necessary for me in that it did help with discipline stuff and i suppose in my way had i not done education would i be where i am now
1: that's always a question really isn't it you know
0: like you i think certain things that you choose to do do lead Mm. you on a certain path and
1: college and university they give you so much more than that degree that you you know have applied for to study i mean discipline is one thing organizational skills putting yourself out there, social skills, like it it, it develops all these things with you. Mm. But in terms of your career path, I think it helps 17, 18, 19 year olds coming out of school. College gives them this independence and gives Mm -hmm. you this independence and this new way of thinking and new life. Mm -hmm. But... The course isn't always necessary like oh I studied computer games development I still got that name wrong mm. I'm going to be a computer games about <laughs> yeah. or I studied biomedical engineering I'm a bi- biomedical engineer like yeah. there's so much more out there
0: I think when we were doing the search and stuff there was a lot of emphasis on if you didn't do further education beyond your leading search yeah you weren't going to get anywhere
1: we were at a time where it was it was 2008 2009 yeah College was the only, you know, in further education PLCs, all that was mm-hmm. the way to go, and I do think you're right. I think it was a big emphasis on all of us to do well, there that. Was just like
0: you were told, if you didn't, not told, but like it was told in so many words that mm. if you didn't do further education, you probably weren't going to su- succeed in life, and you and
1: you were sh- limiting yourself or yeah, shortening exactly. your options. Yeah, which I think isn't strictly true. No, and, I don't think so. I mean, it should be spoken about more. It's not. The end of the world, if you don't want to go to college, or if you can't find something, you know, in the mainstream education, mm-hmm. there's lots more out there.
0: And um, so, like me, you went through mainstream mm-hmm. education as well. For right a long now. time. Very different. Very di- Yeah, much longer <laughs> oh. than me. I got through college and I bowed oh. out. <laughs> you just decided, I love to learn.
1: <laughs> so you kept on. I got my school
0: bag. Yeah. I'm going to go away. Dora the Explorer. <laughs> you kept on going. But uh, so talk through that. Like, what was the process for you?
1: So, yeah, like you went to school, go to college. And in school, I really liked maths. I really liked science, specifically like physics and chemistry. And I really liked art. And I remember we had a really nice substitute career guidance teacher and she just saw that I was a bit overwhelmed by all of these CAO mm-hmm. courses and things it because is overwhelming. It's so overwhelming. And, you know, everybody's saying, you, need, you know, you've so many things going through your head. You're trying to think what's going to get me a job at that time. That was a big deal anyway. Mm-hmm. And, and for me and my family, it, it would be, you know, are you going to be able to work at this? Mm-hmm. Um, am I going to like it? Like that's it doesn't even seem to be the priority yeah um would I be good at it and because I was so interested in such varied subjects really I was I was getting a bit overwhelmed I remember the career guidance teacher mentioned an engineering talk down in UCC and myself and two or three other girls went down not many and fell in love with the whole idea of biomedical engineering and medical physics and imaging and all that kind of stuff put down number one on my CAO, Biomedical Engineering, in UL. And I really, really liked that. And I actually was fortunate enough to get a uh, a little scholarship from SFI, Science Foundation Ireland and Dell, which really supported my I studies. Know I didn't know that you had come. Know, I'm not surprised. <laughs> Sorry, I'm um, not surprised. Which, <laughs> in my third year, I was able to get... Like a research internship. So in UL, in University of Limerick, it's really cool. You get a placement, a work placement, mm-hmm. called cooperative education. And I, I had completed that. And then the summer where all my mates were That's going off... That's in third year, yeah. Like you, me, yeah, yeah, yeah. We did it at the end of second year coming into third year. So I missed okay, my first was, semester. Was I think you did after me. Did I miss you then for a year nearly? Se-
0: like it was like the summer before third year and then the Oh no, semester. that was us. Yeah, we were the I, same.
1: We did the same. So then afterwards, everyone was going off on J1s, but... I had a research internship within the research group in UL. Fell in love with that whole... Like, I already liked industry and I liked my placement. But research was different because you kind of had more creative control. You had more freedom. You explored topics that you wanted to explore and that interested you as opposed to working for the man and, you know, all that kind of stuff. And at 21, I was completely overwhelmed anyway. So... When it came to that big decision of, okay, am I going to be a grown-up now and get a job or continue to study, continuing to study, uh, really appealed to me at that time. And <laughs> um,
0: PhD is not the best of both worlds, but you do get paid, paid like, very little. Yeah,
1: um, you do. There is quite a bit of, con- you know, you know, conversations, especially online and stuff about whether a PhD is a job or is it studying. And, yeah i went i left u l and went to g m i t up in Galway, and they're very much it's you know it's a job and they kind of support that aspect of it, but when you finish college and you move to a new city, you're kind of not that student anymore, and you're now living as an adult mm-hmm. like a big girl, yeah, and I now' you're working on really low minimum wage serious hours, and you're trying to support yourself as well mm-hmm. like it gets quite difficult mm-hmm. um but not everyone has that experience and it I learned a lot. Man, I could make twenty euro stretch. But uh it was good. It was a good would, time. Would uh would that be one of the skills you learned that you, did? <laughs> you that didn't, I didn't me- learn in college? Oh college didn't have to, to make a twenty euro note stretch. UL <laughs> I can make a tenner stretch. Um Good times. But good times. Yeah, I, like uh, yeah. But that's what brought me to Galway. And I think what was interesting is I was very goal orientated and UL was four years and then I was like, Galway will be three and a half, four years, and then I'm gonna take on the world and be president of Ireland and blah blah blah, blah. all that kind I of vote cra- <laughs> for fee vote <laughs> for fee she'll give you 20 euros <laughs> um, the PhD definitely taught me that that's not how life goes mm. and there are ups and downs and sometimes you just have to grin and bear it yeah, roll, with the punches. roll with the punches and stay focused see your end goal but be open minded but how you're going to get there? Because yeah. I definitely did not follow. It's not a straight line. Mother of straight line. <laughs> I'd say I looped around with five million circles before I got off the starting block. Like it was awful. Sorry. I, I absolutely lost my time. But yeah, it was, it was good. And now, so now I'm here licking my wounds after the PhD uh, survived Mm -hmm. and working in a job that I really thoroughly enjoy, to be honest, and it's opening a lot more doors. And I'm really interested in the science communication side of things, Mm -hmm. which when I look back at my 18, 19-year-old self going into biomedical engineering, I didn't know this existed. Things like podcasts didn't exist back then.
0: Every, every aunt and their mother have podcasts nowadays. I mean, look at the, us two idiots. Like, in a few weeks, five-year-olds will probably be doing podcasts. My mom will
1: probably have one.
0: <laughs> dad could have one on garden.
1: Jim's <laughs> <Gym's> podcast. Jim, <laughs> if you're li- listening, you should totally get a podcast. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, so that was my road. I think I've been in education. My dad calculated this. Mm. So you go to school at, what, four or five? And I've been in mainstream education... With the PhD. Mm-hmm. Till now. So that's 23 years. Isn't it? I, ha- I have another friend that, like, I'm going to have her
0: on a podcast as well, hopefully. And uh, she's a GP now. Mm. And she went the long way. Really? Because she... W- really wanted it. She this. wanted it. Um, Does she still want it? She's a GP now. Good.
1: Okay. Good for she's her. There,
0: like, she's there. she's She's gone through some tough times. But she's like, s- since I've known her, she's been in education. like Same as you. mm Literally the same kind of timeline as well, and everything.
1: It's hard to adjust. Mm. Definitely hard to adjust. And You're like,
0: you're like, brave heart. Oh my God.
1: <laughs> <"Frida!"> <laughs> yeah, when I handed in that thesis, everybody's like, oh my God, we'll go drinking. And I was like, what? No, I need to sleep. Yeah. <laughs> like, have you seen me? I've aged I about 20 and years. and I are
0: going to get very comfortable. With oh each my other. God. Yeah. We're going to be the best of friends. And what about you in terms of like, do you think mainstream education is necessary? Um, Are you of the same opinion as me that it I th- depends?
1: I'm of the opinion of you that it depends on what you want to do. Mm. But I'm very much like certain careers, of course, it's required. Yeah. If you wanted to if you want to be a teacher, you've to learn how to teach.
0: And but even what you do, like no one could like for me, as I said, I I self taught and I learned myself mm. and I've created my own business in an industry that you can kinda something not popular now, but there's definitely a lot of people yeah. out of what I do. And Not to toot my own horn, but, like, not maybe to the standard. It's very, it's it's very... um, Yeah, standardized,
1: I think, is possibly a word.
0: It's not, um... What's the word I'm trying to think of? Saturated? It's really saturated. Yes. But there are people that are claiming to do it that aren't terribly amazing at
1: it.
2: Yeah.
0: That are almost bringing down the people that are. Yeah. Because they charge really cheap money, and then when somebody comes along, and get you ask for a quote and...
1: You're like, well, there so and
0: so can much. do it for yeah, and you're like, all right, good. I luck. know Fiona can do me, this for anything yeah, for twenty euros. In a few weeks, when that turns yeah. out to be a shit, shit video, or whatever. But yeah. yeah, just like in to, I I digress a bit there, but to come back to professional with do you with think, something
1: like engineering, you need to have your engineering principles, so you need to go to engineering school for it. Yeah, I think there's probably a little bit more leeway with with things that are um, more art, arts and humanities subjects. For mm. example, like if you want to be a writer, you could have done a degree in psychology or engineering or mathematics, but still have a flair for psychology? writing. If you can figure out who we're talking about, uh, yeah, okay. you well, will win a prize. Her, what's her name? Um, it sounds like Buna. <laughs> <laughs> it's
0: Brona's name.
1: Damn, it's, I've mixed um, two.
2: Unagaha?
1: <laughs> if you're uh, listening, anyway, yeah, but yeah, you see what I'm so getting now. But what, what, uh, what I do sometimes see in in the Irish education system with things like maths and science because our industry and our economy not to get too serious is moving towards that kind of a um, education and skill mm. force that they're opening the doors and encouraging everyone to study in like maths and give extra points for being you know taking on his maths when that's not necessarily fair or true either I mean you have students coming in trying to study engineering and they don't have the foundation blocks of maths Mm. that's not to say we can't build them with them of course we want all our students to get through but it's not very fair on the secondary school system to be enforcing students to go to college because they think it's the right thing to do when you are absolutely serious proof that that's not the case Mm. with engineering it's probably a good example as well You could have someone that's incredibly good at their hands and creative at building things, Mm -hmm. but sending them in to learn first and second laws of thermodynamics and Bernoulli's equations, of course they don't want to listen to that. Who wants to listen to that? I like listening to that. Bernoulli's a cup of tea. Oh, it's not a a nice cup of tea. (laughs) Um, Yeah. Do you know when you go to the restaurant and you get like Earl Grey and you think it's going to be Barry's? I'm
0: Regular, yeah, that's Barry that's Steve. when
1: you sit down and you go, ooh, I don't want to. Okay, I don't want this. <laughs> yeah, but that, do you know what I'm saying? Yeah. and uh, I think it it's per it's not for everyone, mm. and it, there's no shame in that. I
0: think a lot of people would agree with us too that it isn't for everyone. Absolutely, and not. it certainly depends on the person. And if someone had come to me on thinking of dropping out, I would encourage them to stick it a bit while longer. Yeah. And if they're not happy,
1: go for it. Yeah, I do think so. And like we were saying, college, it's not always about the course either. Yeah. I mean, it offers you so much more. I mean, a whole different lifestyle, a whole different group of friends. Yeah. Friends that you're friends with because you have the same interests, not because you came, you know, at the same place in the roll book in school and Mm -hmm. you had to sit beside each other. Yeah. Like...
0: Our friend group is a perfect example. Oh my God, geographically, we're not even... Yeah, and all of us are... The same. not, Not even one of us has a similar degree background. We're all different. and we
1: all have our own interests as well, yeah. we just we had one common interest was we all played rugby we all played together in college, yeah, but like it's things like that as well. if you're listening to this and you're in college, you're like, oh, "I hate my course, yeah, are there aspects that will get you through this because although the course isn't the be all and end all mm-hmm. of you know your journey, it can be a massive help yeah in, in other areas, so don't don't lose it's um, definitely
0: not detrimental
1: absolutely not, but do you know. We, we've looked at it from both sides now, whether you want one or don't want one, need one or don't need yeah. one. It's good to have one, but it's not necessary.
0: Yeah, like just maybe just tie that, this kind of topic off. Like an example is a friend of ours, Claire Lewis, mm-hmm. who was two years in college. I can't even actually remember plants. Uh, did she, she do science? Environmental science. That's something. the one. Yeah. yeah, so she did environmental science. Hey,
2: Lewis.
1: <laughs> hey, Lewis.
0: She went away for like, What was supposed to be, I think, two week, two weeks to South Africa. A sabbatical (laughs) during the summer. Decided to stay there for like maybe the whole summer. Girl, she was there, yeah, all summer. I think came back and was pretty much a new woman. She dropped out of college. She for a very long time, I suppose, didn't know what she wanted to do either. Mm. But she was young. She still is young. She's like (laughs) twelve. Job. She's not. 12. She's only like two or three, two years. Ago. Why do you
1: always say twelve when it's? Oh, they're so young. That's they're the like twelve. Age
0: that's before a teenager. <laughs>
2: okay. <laughs> so yeah. It's yeah like
0: okay. Tough. And she moved to Canada then for a little while. Did a few odd jobs there, and I think I'm not entirely sure. I'd probably have to ask her. But I remember when we were, I went to visit her over in Canada. She had mentioned about joining the fire brigade. I was gonna say fire extinguishers. The <laughs> she make Fire. a good extinguisher as well. Fire people. What are they called? Fire brigade. Fire brigade sounds like... Firefighters? Firefighter. Yeah, she wanted to be a firefighter. Or she then kind of said, I just want to be someone that's in that, like, paramedic or firefighter or guard. And or, of safety. Yeah. And, and came back to Ireland eventually. And not long after she was back, she signed up for the guards and now mm-hmm. she's guard and she's... Seems really happy with it. So, I hope you're really happy, Liz. Yeah, so... I hope you're
1: happy, Lewis.
0: Yeah, she's, Lewis. Just, she's just an, like an example off the top of my head that someone that started out in college, didn't like it, dropped out, and she's happy now. She's doing what she, she wants to do and she's happy and she's succeeding. Everyone's success is completely different. Mm-hmm. So everyone's idea of success is completely
1: different. Yeah, 100%.
0: Yeah. I suppose that leads me into like education as we went through mainstream education. Yeah, we've learned that not everything can be learned in mainstream education. So what skill have you learned or developed that you didn't or wouldn't have learned in mainstream education or college or secondary
1: school? Ooh, that's a tough one. Um, I think I think maybe... All about tough questions. All about you. the tough <laughs> questions. All right, yeah, wait, we get into the deep <laughs> meaningfuls. We'll open up the whiskey and then... I think I have two. I think one would be my confidence in my kind of give anything a try once and that would have probably come from home mm-hmm. and and growing up as a child I was never never not never told no you can't do that um if I wanted to go play soccer of course yeah let's go we'll throw in the car with a soccer ball and a pair of boots off with you or mm-hmm. oh I want to go swimming oh yeah go do that or as i got older oh i want to you know play the drums i want to study physics i want to study engineering there was never no fiona that makes no sense or Mm -hmm. you can't do that because you're a girl or no one else does that or we don't know what's going on we you know that kind of i can do anything confidence Mm -hmm. um or that i can give anything a go not that i can do anything because there are some things i cannot do (laughs) Uh, And I'm okay with those. Um, (laughs) But yeah, that kind of that definitely didn't come from school. And also my kind of ability to chat and, and find lightness and humor in most things. And I think it's really important, not only in life, but in in work, you know, when you're trying to communicate with other people. So what I do is I would communicate between engineers, clinicians, and then people that we would, you know, like patients or even communicating to you know kids in schools about taking up science or anything like that you need to be all on the same level and communicate with each other so I think I, my communication skills and just talking in general that would be something I would have developed myself and I think it's important and schools should probably encourage that in their students to to talk to each other and to get up and present you know those kind of things because you don't really touch them until you go to college And then all of a sudden you've a heap of presentations to be given and, you know, you've to work in groups and teams and all your team sport. That's great. That'll give you heaps of teamwork skills. Mm -hmm. But if you can't communicate to someone and say, no, I don't like how you did that or that's a really good job. We should do that again. Then life gets kind of difficult, especially Mm -hmm. in terms of career and jobs. I suppose I want to fire back the same question at you. I know she's getting mad at me now because this isn't what we had said we would do. But what skill do you think? (laughs)
0: Really well. I've seen <laughs> oh look, your communication <laughs> skills, Leah, are amazing. He's right. <laughs> actually going to say, "I agree, my communication <laughs> skills have improved." Yeah, no, I actually would, I would genuinely agree that my communication skills have improved whether it be, like, phone calls or emails or mm. doing presentations. I know we did them in college, but I was never They don't teach you how to do yeah. it. They just say,
1: it's due on Friday the 11th. Yeah. And your time slot is quarter past 11. Yeah.
0: And sometimes, as well, you do have group presentations, mm-hmm. so it's trying to manage, like, that time of who says what and stuff like that. So you're really depending on someone to show up. In, for me, in my skills that I are, have learned or developed outside of mainstream education would be pretty much everything that I'm doing now to run my business as I said I'm also she taught, don't need no college <laughs> So like my education came from the University of YouTube highly recommend you uh, sign up for that it's free can't wait for graduation
2: I know yeah
0: but yeah everything I've learned outside of mainstream education has helped me develop the business that I have now a big thing that I didn't learn actually in school and was how to run a business or yes. business in general like I know you did business subjects like business Only and if you picked them. economics and accounting and stuff like that and I've s- said this I have like a consulting business helping me develop my own business how many times have I said business <laughs> um, and I said to her when but before like I agreed to or for her to me take her on as a client or she take me on as client I was like, I apologize in advance. I'm not like I'm creative. I'm good at that part of the business, but I'm not good at the business side of the business. And I said I should have kept on business in secondary school. And she said the stuff that you learn for to run your business now you can't learn. It's like isn't
1: that so crazy? Yeah, like the I, subject is
0: literally called business. <laughs> like <laughs> Like I know. Um, um, one of my friends, Ashin, is a business teacher now, and there is a curriculum that they obviously follow. Mm. But that curriculum doesn't necessarily. And I know she. I've she's told me different things, and she does They do. They do. She does do, like entrepreneur subjects. Mm. But it's it's not the same. It's like case studies and stuff. And
1: With that, not delving too much into it, would that would include like you know things that go over my head, like tax and like corporation stuff like would, yeah like, like it's a bunch of
0: things it's tax include? it's VAT I had to register for VAT earlier this year
1: minefield I'd say trying was, to figure out yeah. tax
0: making sure that you keep receipts or opening a business account that's separate to your personal account just invoicing and quotes and a business plan I know they do do business plans in plans in in school and stuff like that, but, like, it's very much not copy and paste, but you are kind of copying and pasting Mm. and stuff like that. So there are loads of different aspects to running a business that just aren't really... And I don't think they could be taught in school, even if they did kind of incorporate it. It's very much a a learn-as-you-go basis in certain aspects. Been a very steep learning curve for me. Yeah, I Um, can
1: imagine. God, fair play to you. (laughs) And do you think then... I suppose, like, a lot of... We're probably going outside the box a little bit. Mm-hmm. A lot of, like, enterprise offices and stuff run little courses so they and do and, like and So, there's the, uh,
0: there's the LEO local enterprise office. That's the one, yeah. Um, run loads of courses. And I actually did a... I think it was a four-week or six-week LEO, like, starting your own business course. Mm-hmm. And I did that, I believe... Did
1: you do that as well? Yes, yeah. I did with my friend Helen, and we found it really good.
0: yeah, it was definitely good in terms of getting your mind around the kind of basic mm-hmm. parts of it
1: but I can't imagine then thinking that there was this would be enough
0: yeah exactly to it support yourself gives you like, like i I understand
1: now how you know possibly how to start or where to even begin, and how important it is to have your goals with your business in your in your head first, mm-hmm. and then. I can spell that, yeah. and I can tell you where to stand in the bank queue. But other than that, I've learned. Um, what geez, I found I to jump into it now
0: when I did the the LEO course. I don't know if it was if anyone was similar to you, or anyone in that particular. Group. That was ready
1: to go, like.
0: Well, no, that. Um, but was already going, as in the phrase oh. that got thrown at me or not thrown at me that I heard someone say is putting the cart before the horse, which is what I did. And I wouldn't necessarily say it's the wrong thing to do. But I definitely found I was there like looking around the room and I was the only one that was already functioning
1: functioning, and earning money from what I was doing. Okay. There was one or two, and I know Doran did the course as well. Mm. Yeah, he, he found it really good too, but like that, a lot of learning on the job. How did you feel when you were like, oh god, am I doing? Did you think you might have been doing it wrong or backwards, or
0: there was a little bit of part of me that was like, oh shit, should I have done this first? (laughs) But there was also like, I was making money, Mm, and so it couldn't have been going wrong, like. So it was more. I did the course more of just to be like, okay, I've gotten to a point now where I kind of need to really know the like businessy side of things. Mm. So at the moment I was just doing it kind of on the side under the table a little bit and I found like that no I didn't really like I mm. thought I was like oh maybe I should have I about suppose it that
1: kind of comes back to your point that there is no set route no for your journey
0: it will either work or it won't
1: it will either work or it won't work and just be open-minded about how you get there mm. and you she's doing great she's doing great After all that education you've been on, Leah, and, you know, some that we think is useful, some things that we think could change, we won't say not useful, everything is useful. Mm -hmm. You are now at a point in your life where a decision, I suppose, has to be made, or you may have made it already, about where you want your journey to continue. So I suppose what I want to ask is, what was the decision or what decision are you going to have to make? Who or what influenced it? And were you nervous or definite about your decision? Very good question. I don't know how you thought that one. <laughs> um, she so says for that me, she turns her page.
0: <laughs> <Yeah>. pay. <laughs> um, so for me, my decision has already been made. And it was actually made a year ago next weekend, 13th of April. Happy birthday decision. Well, the decision wasn't made, but the result of the decision happened. I see. So a month before that. Would this be your business? So the like 12th of March ish um, is when I around the time of the snow is actually the big snow last year that everyone the Storm Emma did. was that who it was? Emma Good yeah woman Emma Ophelia was the her. one
1: that was supposed to be this big giant oh, yeah. storm and I think my bin fell over and then Emma was supposed Emma to be a small one Emma was the
0: beast from the east and there was just a
1: snow storm which was
0: amazing Emma she's a great one I liked her I always liked her so yeah my decision was made like, just over a year ago now. And there's actually a few kind of elements, three main elements, I suppose, that influenced me in making that decision. One of them, and it might seem a bit silly, was actually a quote that I had read. And I don't know how long, it's not actually on the wall, it's gone now. I have a wall full of quotes here. They're in, pretty cool, In actually. my room. Feeling very <laughs> Uh That's why I put them there, so when I wake up in the morning. Oh, you... I
1: thought you put them up there for me. Yeah, that too. Oh, yeah. I'm okay. all that inspiring,
0: <laughs> motivating people. But the quote that I had seen, and I'm not too sure how long ago I had seen it, but it definitely planted the seed. It stuck with you. Yeah, it stuck with me. It planted the seed. And the quote is, I think it's, if you don't build your own dreams, someone else will hire you to build theirs. Ooh. And I was like, I don't know where I read it first. When I read it, I was like, shit.
1: Yeah. Wow. That's kind of hit me there. That's freaking deep.
0: So that kind of stuck with me for a while. When I left college, I went away for like three months to Canada. I came back because I was like, I don't want to go to a job straight away. I want a little bit of travel time. So I went to travel, visited some friends in Canada for three months. Came home. Mum gave me about two weeks before she like, You need to get a job.
2: Good one, uh, Hazel.
0: <laughs> yeah. Hazel's always doing her job. So two weeks after I got back, I started applying for a bunch of jobs. And I really wanted a job in Cork because I had done my cooperative what's you call cooperative co-op co-op so my work experience that we as (laughs) Mm -hmm. mentioned previously had to do at a certain part of our degree in ul and i got a job here in cork and loved cork so i was like when i finished college i want to move to cork so i was very lucky got a job in a startup was very grateful and still am Very grateful for that position because it definitely taught me a lot. And I am grateful for it. But it definitely got to a point where I wasn't happy within the job anymore. And the company wasn't doing super well. And they eventually made me part-time. Which kind of worked because I was already starting to do a little bit of my business stuff on the side. Like I was working for them full-time and doing a little bit. Like a ninja. Yeah. And then they maybe part-time at some point and I actually said, look, this actually kind of works that for That suits you,
1: yeah. Okay. Because I was
0: becoming quite busy on the side and I was kind of going to say to them, can I become part-time? So it kind of came at a good time.
1: Then Storm Emma came into our lives. We love you, Emma.
0: <laughs> and uh, she, like, Shut down the whole Shut country, not yeah. in snow. Good girl. And that was like from a Thursday to a Monday. And that, those two days of like... It was like being put into a completely different universe. I felt like it was. Mm. Well, I was in the
1: pub for most of it.
0: <laughs> and uh, the Monday after that it cleared and everyone went back to work. It was like Switch had gone off my head. And I was like, I'm going to hand in my notice this week. I'm just going to do it. The whole week, I didn't even doubt my decision. Mm. I just it. knew whether it was going to work or not I knew that I couldn't keep doing what I was doing so I said I'm going to give this a go that end of that week I gave my verbal notice and said I was going to hand in my official written notice the next day but I just wanted to say to them like mm-hmm. that this is my month's notice and I'll be leaving at the end of the month and there are those three things the, the the weather of storm Emma giving those few days <laughs> of like I don't even know, just like giving me a different. Gave you a bit of space, I suppose. I as think well. it did give me space to think, but at the same time, I didn't think about my job.
1: You over were doing the space, things space. that you liked. Yeah. You were probably still
0: making videos and things on yeah, your I time made, off. I made loads of videos. Go check out my YouTube. The but you they say, don't machines, they? Like,
1: do what you love and you'll never work a day in your life. Yeah. Isn't that, you know? There's
0: fine line of like balancing what you love and making it a job because it. Oh no, yeah, it could make you resent it sometimes. I don't resent it. No, I hundred percent like agree
1: in that as well. Like well, you shouldn't necessarily have to work at what you love doing and mm-hmm. what you're necessarily yeah. good at. Like so, totally, yeah. Those I, three, totally those
0: agree. two things: the quote, the weather, and just being unhappy in my job. And I, I was set in my decision. I didn't think about
1: it. I just knew. So, yeah. you just knew. And what about and you? You weren't nervous. You just knew. I just knew. So I suppose one of the big decisions was doing the PhD and what I, you know, what I was going to do after fourth year and after that lovely research internship, um, I had found that I was finished with Limerick, if that makes sense. that Yeah,
0: like Limerick would never be a place that I would go back to for work. Or to live. I personally
1: wouldn't. I don't know if there's much for your industry. Like I could go back. There's yeah. plenty of companies there, but I think I knew I wanted a full, complete change. change yeah. And I I needed it for myself. Mm-hmm. Um so I remember in the final gosh, yeah, the final couple of weeks in UL and everybody's running around trying to get their final year project, we would have had universities and things at the same time. Great, lovely. Oh, is take me back. Time of our lives Was that the Belfast one? Great. Uh, the first one was delayed, remember? Because oh, so more snow. Emma's cousin, Sheila. Was <laughs> that Sheila? I don't remember all the names. <laughs> um, Emma and
0: Sheila, we go way back.
1: Um, <laughs> so everyone was like, you know, and what's really overwhelming is everyone coming in saying, Oh, they got a job with all these big companies like Boston Scientific, Stryker, all these big the big boys. Mm. And I'm sitting there going, mm, I don't really know when you're supposed to be the person who knows. So this PhD position opened up in in Galway and it landed in my, we'll say the advertisement or whatever, landed in my email inbox. I remember looking at it and um, you needed to send in your CV and obviously any research you'd been working on, which gave me a great advantage because I had that wonderful internship. So sent it off anyway. And I kind of didn't really say it to anyone because that would mean then uprooting everything and moving to Galway when there probably would have been some window or some door for me into that co op uh, where I had done my work placement, and yeah. if not there, somewhere close by. It's
0: kind of na- usually a natural It can be a natural program. progression, yeah. yeah.
1: And not that I didn't want to go back, I would have, but was it the right thing for me? And I was so nervous. And when I got called to interview, that meant then big girl Fiona had to go to Galway by herself, find her way to this interview. Give the interview and the presentation, and then go home and figure out if she got it, how was she going to move her life to Galway? And I know some of you are probably like, oh, that's hilarious. Like, that's not that hard. For me, it really was. I'm a massive. Small
0: town of Piltown and Uh, Cookin. I think
1: we're a street. Blow in the wind. Like, I'd be a pretty, pretty home, like, pretty homely. I like going home. Mm. I like being at home. Mm. And now I was moving far away. And I know it's not Australia or Canada or whatever. So big. But for me and my family it was and that was a big thing so I was super nervous and then um, the interview obviously went well and got home and I now had the opportunity of oh do I stay in Limerick or go to Galway and we as a family chose Galway. Yeah it was the best decision I think. Yeah it definitely was the best decision for me. Galway itself is like known for being a hub of what I do, medical
0: technology So like I don't really hear much of it in America.
1: Yeah, no, it it's a little bit, but it's really Galway, and I think what was helpful is because it was always in the news on RT and stuff, and a uh, hundred new jobs are created in Galway, and yeah. Galway, Galway, Galway. I think my parents are a bit more relieved with that, and mm. they did understand that Galway was the place that I needed to be.
0: The at the time too. I sp- I think we were very much in a community within UL. Yeah, you it weren't was, really in
1: the city. Yeah. You didn't have but, to if you didn't want yeah, to. Yeah,
0: exactly. But Limerick, I think, at the time was hit bad at the recession. Yeah, it was, it really, was, wasn't it? It was dark and dingy. And it's come on a long, a long
2: way mm, since it really we were has. there.
0: really But it was at the time that we were there. It was dark and it was dingy and there was just nothing there. It was kind of depressing. In the city part, UL kind of had this own little bubble for itself.
1: Yeah, a little a little hub itself yeah. completely. And like we said... You only went into the city if you were going out or you needed to buy something mm-hmm. that you could only get in the city. Mm-hmm. Other than that, you could have spent your four years, five years, however long you spent in Limerick, not really going into the city, city if you didn't want to. Mm-hmm. And um, my family were really uh, supportive of, of Galway. I think they were a bit apprehensive at first, mm-hmm. but um, as it turned out, one or two that I had done, that I had studied with, Actually, we're moving to Galway as well, so it did work sure out understand. in that I wasn't completely isolated or on yeah. my own, but because of the wonderful world of rugby in Limerick, a good friend of ours, Eilish Toner, put me in touch with the Galwegian ladies oh, yeah. rugby team, or Toner, women's rugby Toner team. Toner be
0: knowing everybody.
1: Toner's, Toner's president of Ireland, <laughs> um, <laughs> was which was surprised. brilliant, and like you're saying, you, you might go to college and the course mightn't have been what you thought it was, but it's everything else that goes with it, and... Mm. I was ever so grateful to Tona for that really because I transitioned to Galway so seamlessly after that mm-hmm. and I made so many friends. And with that rugby, you kind of travel the country and you meet everyone else that plays yeah, rugby because that's kind of a small community as The rugby community
0: or the female rugby community is everybody knows everybody or somebody will know somebody that you know. Yeah.
1: You know what I mean? You're never... Like if you go to a match on your own, you'll find 10 yeah. people to, to just stand mm-hmm. beside and they probably did the same thing themselves. Mm-hmm. And do you... I suppose my biggest supporter... Yeah. My biggest supporters always will be an me. And how did you know? Oh, I I don't know. I must have just <laughs> turned a page. Um, I suppose my biggest supporters will be mom and dad always, mm. and my sister. Mom and Paul. Mom and Paul. Jim and Francis. they're great. Like I said before, they never once said no. Mm. That makes no sense, or you know, oh, when you know they they try to advise as best they can. And mm. my God, the PhD was, uh, no, that was a journey. Um, journey for everyone, not just you. Yeah. yeah, I really do. Yeah, it really was. As we was. say in our group
0: messages, we were a part of this journey. We all, <laughs> so are we doctors. all went doctors. We always like we got this
1: PhD together. Yeah, we didn't really. Um, we you're we were just there, like with our little flags, just in the yeah, corner. Go feed. Yeah. Um, I know, but this. you're brilliant. Like having such a tribe of of girls like you, you're mm. so brilliant. Like your family, you know, they're always. Mm-hmm you know, they're they're your blood. And I'm lucky that I came from a really open minded family, a real non judgmental family, and I know not everyone has that. No. But ye girls were are so supportive. Ye are constantly interested in what I'm trying to do or what I want to do or what mad mission is fee on today. If I if I publish something, you read it. If I start a podcast with my bestie, you listen to it. And it's just incredible. And I do find it's hard to find girls like that sometimes. Not all the time. Mo- most are fab. If you're lucky. If, if you're, you're
0: lucky in life to find um a tribe or a group of friends, be it all girls or boys or mixed or what? whatever. Yeah. Whatever. I think it's super important to have that sort of support and, like, not a safety net, but, like, A support
1: net, yeah, like
0: people that will pick you up if you fall down. And I I don't want
1: people that are going to say, Fiona, you're amazing. Everything you do is amazing. You want constructive criticism as well. You're great for that too, and not to be all like, oh, oh, my gals are fab. I had, Mm. I lived with you met them. I lived with a lovely bunch of lads in college. My boys, my best Mm -hmm. boys, we're still super close. We're all going. Most of us are going to Japan for the rugby world cup. Mm -hmm. If you haven't gathered, we really like rugby. Mm -hmm. We all stay in touch, and they're brilliant like check in every so often hey how's things Mm -hmm. read your article loved it you know things like that and it's those little things that really like redefine and and underline Mm -hmm. oh yeah okay what I'm doing is good uh, and kind of irons out any bit of imposter syndrome that you might be feeling
0: yeah like when I had thought of this podcast idea I immediately when I thought of about I sent a voice message to all of you and I knew in my in my heart, in my head that you would tell me if it were shit or not. Yeah. At least I hope you would.
1: Yeah. Oh. But you all
0: came back at like such I was I was actually really overwhelmed with
1: The Positivity.
0: Yeah, like I think you messaged me privately, Una messaged me privately, Lisa, like I think you all messaged me privately after and we were like
1: this is so good, like, you could do
0: this, this, and this. And I was really like, oh my god, I just thought it was a pretty, like, okay idea. Yeah, it was super. Um, like, it's not a rocket science idea, but it's just... And something that my brother said when I pitched the idea to him as well, he's like, yeah, I think that sounds really good because we're. I want to celebrate women and, like, what they do with their lives or their career or their journey or whatever. And at the moment, there's a lot of, like, women have it hard... Yes, we do. Everybody has it hard. Mm. But, like, we shouldn't be picking out the bits that are like, oh, we don't get this, or we don't get that. Like, it doesn't stop everybody. So I just wanted this podcast to, like, be a place that we celebrate some extraordinary women that have done extraordinary
1: things. I, I, yeah, just just to add on that, like, we still have a long way to come as women and not to make this a pure, you know, feminist thing. Yeah, I do not want this to be No, fun. absolutely not. <laughs> But I do think and not that, you know, you, you have to go out and change the world, I don't expect mm. that of anyone either, that's not fair. But we're at a very good time where opportunities are there for us and it would be an awful waste to sit and make excuses for not being able to do things mm-hmm. when we can. And it's for the future generations that they'll be able to do more. The next generation of the Oh and I didn't even write that down. Oh that came God. from here, man yeah Um, but But, that's how I feel
0: yeah and I agree and I suppose we've kind of digressed a little bit but just to reel it back in based on that's her
1: giving out to me
0: no (laughs) you're doing really well
1: thanks babe you too
0: gals supporting gals real queens fix each other's girls (laughs) Um, yeah we're gonna listen back at that bit and cringe a little bit but we're all here to support each Um,
1: other Uh, has anyone ever been like yeah didn't support you, Leah. Especially, I suppose, you know, quitting your job and making dollars. Like, did that... Did anyone <laughs> make the cash there? money. Cash money. <laughs> Could. Like, you can take <laughs> the girl <laughs> out of the but you Can't take the um, I, out of like, the girl. F- For me, I suppose, I went such that mainstream route, it was mm-hmm. hard for anyone to not get it or get on board. Mm-hmm. I suppose, during the PhD, I wouldn't have had... There would have been a time where I wouldn't have had the best support network around me. I definitely had an ex boyfriend who wasn't the most supportive ally mm-hmm. to have. He instead of encouraging me to get through the hard times, he was like, It's okay if you wanna okay. pack it in and quit. And like we were saying, you need constructive criticism. Mm-hmm. There's absolutely no way if I turned around to you girls and said, Oh yeah, it's okay, I'm just gonna quit now.
0: We'd be like, You would have you lost know. it. Girl, no, this is our PhD. <laughs>
1: But have you ever come across anything like that?
0: Um, Personally, I think I've been very lucky in that I haven't really at all. Like, I've been very lucky in that I think everyone that's within my Mm. inner circle has been super supportive. Even my parents, like, my mum's thing and my dad's thing is they just want me to be happy. Mm. And my mum knew that I wasn't happy. I think we all knew. Yeah, like, she knew that I had to make a change and... Whether it's this one, what the the decision or the step that I took, or if it was a different step, then she would have supported me. But like all of you guys are really supportive, and actually like throughout the years when I've been making videos, like stupid ones for college and stuff like that, you've all been like, "Why don't you try and do it? Yeah. Get paid!" Like loads of people have just not do loads, it, but like you guys and yeah. other people and. Stuff. But it's easy to
1: say that, isn't yeah. it?
0: But yeah, no I've been actually very lucky in that no one has really like my brother would be the the sense in the family. Mm. Like he would go it's a grounding he one. would go like would you be able to sustain yourself for 6 months if you did this and he was kind of asking me the tough questions. You like, need that too? Yeah. Um so he's definitely my like bouncing board, if that's what you'd call it, for things like that. But he said, If you think it's the right decision, I support you kind of thing. Mm. And everyone, like said, uh, not that he, he wasn't supportive, he was really supportive, but he was definitely the
2: thinker of yeah, exactly. Moment, yeah. So
0: he just wanted me to think before I acted, but he I remember talking to him on the phone and when I said my spiel, he was very quiet and he's like, I think you're gonna be fine based on everything that you've just said to me I think, I believe that you will be fine. Yeah, I've been very lucky in that yeah. everyone
1: close to me has been super supportive. Very good. Yeah. That's great. I suppose if anyone yeah, is being great. negative, yeah, you know, um, and uh, the you, PhD is probably a, a really good example of that. You, mm-hmm. You'll doubt yourself a lot and the, I suppose the negative person could be yourself. You have to try and remember why you started in the first place
2: mm-hmm.
1: and that no one is going to finish it but you. Mm-hmm. And that was the thing that I had to learn in the closing scenes of the PhD saga, that I can sit and whinge and moan about it all. Uh, oh, is woe is me. Oh, my machine broke. Oh, uh, my laptop's crashed. Oh, dear. I can blame everything else and be be that person. It's still not going to write itself. It's still not going to present itself. It's still yeah. not going to apply for a job itself. I need to do that. And I think everyone kind of, comes to term with that. If that happened for you, I suppose during Storm Emma, where you're like, I can do this, and no one's going to do this but me. If mm-hmm. I want to do this, mm-hmm. I'm going to have to make the hard decision of, okay, I need to leave this job and concentrate. And if it works, it works. If it doesn't, it just means I need to try another way. And yeah. I think uh, PhDs can be very dark like that. Mm-hmm. In that you could have you could have a rejection of an article on a paper that you know on a subject that you wrote, and you know it's good, but. You just if landed with three yeah like it, yeah. and and that's it shuts that door but that doesn't mean that all the doors have been shut mm. so sometimes your biggest supporter needs to be yourself and I think you you need to kind of sometimes you might need to remind yourself daily especially on those darker harder days but know that it is it is gonna be okay yeah um I think the
0: end justifies the means
1: it? Mm, yeah kind of yeah
0: was there a moment afterwards in your new journey that you felt you had made the right decision? And has there been a moment where you felt any doubts about your decision?
1: Yeah. So my doubt came before the um, positive feeling, okay. which was very scary.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: I haven't spoken about this much. Okay. Um. But So I started my PhD just after we finished college in UL. So about a month or two after that. Mm-hmm. Six months into it would have been Christmas. And... I had a supervisor that I didn't get on very well with mm-hmm. and it blew up over Christmas and I knew that Christmas I didn't want to go back at all, so 2013 leaving into 2014. I think I remember. That. Yeah, it was a really, really low time mm-hmm. and I felt that I had made the wrong decision, Galway wasn't the right decision, that engineering wasn't the right decision, that I'm not cut out to be the only girl in a room full of men, I'm not strong enough. Mm-hmm. Um, to have my decisions be heard and listened to, and that I felt that I was still that little student. All I wanted to do really was crawl into under my bed and not come out of it. To be honest, mm-hmm. um, I didn't know how I was going to deal with the confrontation or the conflict. Mm-hmm. I had never experienced anything like it. I what remember
0: you to, go, to back? go
1: back was my dad, and he just sat me down and he was like, "This isn't this isn't like you." He mm. just kind of went, "You're not going to let some." Egypt stop you from doing something that you've pretty much always said that you wanted to do mm-hmm. and he kind of looked at me and he's as if to say well what's wrong with you do you know that kind of mm-hmm. a way and it was that when I had stopped that kind of self-pity and oh poor me poor with me um and I went back and as it turned out uh, my supervisor left me <laughs> um, good riddance good riddance uh he's still like you know uh, we're actually okay now but I remember um I basically floated for a year on my own in Galway mm-hmm. um which was probably a defining year for me mm-hmm. and then a year or two later I it didn't get kill you, it stronger, Yeah you say. exactly I kind of threw myself into rugby and a little bit like what we were touching on earlier the course and all that mightn't be you mightn't be 100% set on it but mm-hmm. there are other things that make up life. You're not defined by what you're studying or what you're working at. Mm-hmm. So I found solace in the rugby with those girls. I um, took up a couple of hobbies throughout Galway, I started powerlifting, found some really nice friends there. And it, honestly, it wasn't until about my third or fourth year in Galway that I realised that the PhD was for me, mm-hmm. that my ideas were solid and that I do have a voice, and someone does want to listen to it. Mm-hmm. I just have to find the
0: right listeners.
1: The right listeners. Yeah. And that took a long time. It shouldn't have probably taken that long, yeah. but with that support network. Doesn't
0: matter how it's quite fast hard. you go as long as you don't
1: stop. Exactly. They say if you don't enjoy the journey, you won't like the destination. Mm-hmm. Um, it was a journey, and I look back now less, uh, much more positive about it. Mm-hmm definitely learned a lot from those harder t- days mm-hmm. and I learned to stood up for myself which I would have always said I was quite a confident self-confident person but when you know when your job and things are on the line you kind of have to sometimes you kind of just have to nod and go with it don't you? Smile and nod boys. Cute smile and curly boys. Cute not, and <laughs> And I just yeah it was that's when I found that I had the right decision things started to get published and the ball started to go, roll but you have to be patient with it mm-hmm. I think you mm-hmm. know. Slow and steady. It is and slow phrase. and steady. Yep. It's
0: all about the phrases constantly. Um,
1: the... I hope yours is a lot quicker than mine. Yeah,
0: like, I felt, I don't, I, I can't think of a defining moment that I was like, this was the right decision. Actually, the day after I left the job, I was like, I fucking feel great. Mm. And like, the first week or so, I was like, yep, yeah, yep, yeah, yep, yeah, yep. Yeah. For me, I took it at a, a kind of a month at a time. Yeah, that's good. Like, yeah. for me at the start, it was like, if I can make it a year in business full time by myself. Yeah. in business and not have to worry. But where... that's success in itself. Yeah, and as I said earlier, every everyone's success is different. Mm. Everyone's definition of success is different. Like what's that say full of sayings today? What's that scene where if you believe a fish is going to climb a tree then it's going to fail because it's a fish. Yeah. <laughs> that's a not it's a intelligent. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Like his success is to find everywhere found he gave it a
1: hundred percent um
0: but for me like it's a, for me it's a constant battle and if you talk to anyone that's kind of in a similar industry that, that as me, there is a constant feeling of doubt, oh yeah, because I think that's everywhere Leah maybe, and like we both speak about imposter syndrome and stuff like that yes, and I feel like I suffer severely from it but for me, it's a constant battle of I do know I made the right decision hmm And as I said, I think I mentioned earlier that next weekend is when Penny Productions is the name of my business. I don't know if I mentioned that earlier. Penny Productions is one year. Like, I think I registered the business name over a year ago, but I count next weekend or the 13th as its first birthday. The day I left my job and became Penny Productions Mm. full time. So I think when I hit that day, I'll be like, one year then. Here's to the next mm-hmm. year. so Dorn does that as well. Yeah, so for me, I actually never had a moment where I felt I made the wrong decision. Mm. So it was much quicker, I suppose, than you. And there is also that kind of constant feeling of doubt of like, am I good enough? Is my work good enough? Yeah. Am I good enough? Oh my God, this person's so much better than me. But I have to constantly remind myself that I shouldn't compare myself to others. To others. And what I yeah. look at is I compare my own work to my own work yeah. so I look at something I did last month and if I cringe I know that I'm progressing
1: yeah yeah, like, that's very like very like the PhD first and second year were quite difficult trying to find mm-hmm. your feet one in a new city and two in a new subject and then
2: mm-hmm.
1: third year is when things started to take off a little bit then you get some setbacks but you learn from them then you graduate <laughs> and then you become a doctor oh yeah you become a doctor oh god yeah. do you still have that video no. Oh, good. Was there a video? I yeah, see, so it was there was a video. Shame. Yeah, shame, shame. Um,
0: we've kind of gone through mo- mo- most of the kind of serious questions. I feel like we got real deep. Yeah. We we really deep, feeling good. Deep though. dived into
1: like our
0: yeah. our process and our two very different journeys. Mm. I'm probably more the kind of, traditional. You're probably yeah, a little
1: bit like, more. What's matr?
0: Matrness, ma- right? Matr. I tell you. Um, <laughs> and like what this podcast will be about is finding people that have very different yeah. journeys and different paths and we want to show that there isn't just one yeah. path and if take. you're listening
1: to this and you've taken a queer looking path it's do do contact road. us contact leah yeah leah at nextgenfem.ie
0: but we're not finished but that's kind of the the kind of serious questions i suppose or the nitty-gritty questions yeah. of trying to Get the story of what we're all about and give you an idea of what. Yeah. Where we come from, what we do, where'd you come
1: from, where'd you go? Sorry. <laughs> Alright, cut nice <laughs>
0: Yeah. So I guess to start the more light hearted questions.
1: And what's next then for Penny Productions? Good question. What's in the pipeline for the for twenty nineteen. In the well,
0: the pipeline for twenty nineteen I said I've as I said I'm moving into a a, a new house. And as you've seen inside my office in Virtual oh, I'm, I'm doing air I'm doing air quotes here at the moment. Is a kitchen table in the middle of an apartment, in the like communal area, the kitchen, come living room and dining room. Mm. And to be fair, my housemates like are so good about me and so think, tolerant. No, they're so really tolerant about me taking up the kitchen table with like. But your new place speakers, and in my new place i'm it's three bed house, and I'm turning one of the rooms into a home office and I am so excited and I'm able to create it and design it from scratch,
1: which is your bread and butter really, yeah, isn't it? so
0: I'm just like, I can't wait to have my own space because and maybe this is the same for you, but a space for someone in the area that i in the in the industry that I do like is so um important for your mental health and then just your creativity yeah at the moment i've i've felt really stilted within my creativity and i feel like that is because of
1: your environment the
0: space in my environment and mm. um, so i'm super yeah, excited about that. that yeah and i suppose then after that it's uh, to get through another year of working for myself
1: mm, just build on it <laughs>
0: yeah just build on it like i don't know if i'd like Not yet, maybe another few years. Take on an employee or something like that. But I happen
1: to know a biomedical engineer that her her (laughs) contract ends in November. Oh,
0: yeah, you can come down and work for me.
1: She's fab and so funny. Like, Uh, (laughs) um,
0: yeah, so like for me, it's getting through another year of working for myself. Mm. And a big thing I want to achieve this year and leading into 2020 is just getting bigger clients experience yeah. and experiencing, are doing different projects like there's some areas of projects or videos or anything like that that I haven't done yet like I'd love to make a music video if anyone's listening cool. that knows of anyone that wants a video for their music video made let me know but that's like mm. and I'm, I'm not a super fashionable person but I love taking portraits and I love taking portraits of people that are fashionable. So I'd love to get into more magazine sort of editorial sort oh, of stuff. Yeah, cool. So there's definitely areas within my entry that I haven't quite found my door into it yet, and um, that I want to try and wow, get that's great. Get to. but amazing. It's kind of like there's a few different things, yeah, um, that I hope just to get like.
1: Well, best of luck. Just
0: pay bills and shit. Yeah. <laughs> pay myself. Oh, girl. And what about you for doctor?
1: You know what <laughs> I I always laugh when you say that? What's
0: another? What's another acronym thing that you can add to your? What's another few letters that you can add? PhD, BSc. What's uh,
1: Bachelor BSc? Beng, bachelor engineering. What
0: is what's what was your undergrad? BSc. Uh no, Beng. Oh, that was Beng. Yeah. PhD? M S D.
1: What? I didn't no, I don't know that middle. <laughs> one. Jesus No. Um, uh, 2019. Um I kinda like the road of science communication, like what we were chatting about. Mm-hmm. I really enjoy it. Um I kinda wanna go on this ride and see where it goes and see where it takes me. Comedy um,
0: roadshow? Oh Jesus
1: <laughs> That comedy. That I really do funny. I do like the comedy. If I could get another gig or you know, a couple of gigs under my belt, I'd be really, really happy. Mm-hmm. I have three so far. Cool. Um,
2: Upcoming? No, You've done I've three? done three. Okay.
1: And I'd like to maybe, with the summer and Galway the way it is, there'll hopefully be a bigger comedy circuit. So I might get in there. Mm. Um, And I'm branching out from more, from science comedy to more general. I'm finding my own niche. Like you said, there's so many different ways like you can go with things mm-hmm. just to figure out you know what suits me and where I feel comfortable uh, so I'll probably give that hobby a little bit more time mm-hmm. and love my project as I said my work will come to an end in November so I'll probably have to make some decisions as to what I want to do but hopefully by the summer some doors will have opened either with academia or with the science communication fame lab who knows I'm being very open-minded this year PhD has been pretty set the last five years I'm Mm -hmm. enjoying the freedom of freedom freedom. cover my face in blue (laughs) um enjoying the freedom of not like I do have a goal and I know what you know I have an idea Mm -hmm. but right now I'm kind of enjoying I like my job I like where I live I like my hobbies and things are good and mm-hmm. I will make the decisions when I have to but right After now doing the PhD, you're yeah happy. I like the chill time at the moment and what I was thinking was if November comes and things haven't fallen into place that's okay I'm coming into the end of the new year and that's probably a better opportunity or time for you know jobs or positions to be opening up and who knows there could even be I could be following you and not working for the man Working for the woman. woman. Oh, please cut that out. That was awful. <laughs> no, that's going
2: to
0: stay Oh, in no. Much. Just because he said that. The woman.
1: It's going to stay Oh, God. No, no, no comedy gig is going <laughs> to take me.
0: She's real funny. She's got some better content than <laughs> that. Oh, don't judge her on that no, one. That's
1: literally my best. <laughs> that is all I have.
0: <laughs> so, three people that motivate slash inspire you. Can be famous, can be family member, friend, you know. I suppose can be male or female. Oh yeah,
1: um, I actually am quite impressed by my parents. Do they count as one person? I'm gonna did? put them as one because they're kind of actually, even though they'd say they're not they doing the three. same thing, they're kind of doing the same thing. Yeah, they both have gone back um, to education recently, mm-hmm. and I think that's incredibly brave. That's huge
0: and incredibly I know your dad important. Did, but I didn't know your mum did. She
1: did. Yeah, she did. She is currently doing um, an early childhood studies course. Nice. And she's really interested in it and it's given her a whole new lease of life. And she's doing like she's got a whole new interest. Um, And kind of like it's not her number one, but she's she's enjoying it and she's meeting new people and she's doing things that she probably wouldn't have even thought, you know, presentations and all that kind of stuff. And dad's doing the same. He's gone back doing um, his degrees in horticulture for work. And he loves that. Mm-hmm. He finds it tough. He probably finds it harder now than I think Mum finds her, of course,
2: mm-hmm.
1: with all the computer work and writing and things like that, which he wouldn't be used to. But they're both really... I don't think they realise how inspirational and and um motiva- motivational that they are because I think in our current economic climate and stuff, it's really important that we do upskill uh, and don't think... I think for that generation it's very hard that they would have to turn around and think oh I need to do something different now mm-hmm. whereas for us it's nearly second nature do you know if you have to go back and retrain or even yourself you've taken a complete different direction to what your original inverted commas career was mm-hmm. you know for them it's quite hard and at that age it can be difficult yeah. do you know not to be ageist about it no it's. but
0: really it can difficult. be and it's really brave
1: totally brave and it it's totally inspiring me that you know the journey or road we're on isn't always what we think it's going to be mm-hmm. and as much as we are saying mainstream education isn't the be all and end all mm-hmm. education yeah is is everything and
0: also uh, the message with that too is like if you reach a, reach a certain age like if you're 30 or 35 and you feel like that's it now I no, can't do no your life's not over like across. your Come parents on. Yeah. A perfect example
1: perfect example and dad's doing probably something that he he knew that he always knew that he'd like to do mm. to know that kind of stuff. Mom's completely pulled her herself out there now and doing something different. Yeah. And she doesn't hate it. Yeah. Which is great and I'll take that. Um <laughs> I like, like
0: become the parent now it It's great. They're,
1: doing it.
0: they're doing
1: great go so proud of you. kids That's my
2: baby Yeah. I'm not sure I'm they're they're
1: pretty inspirational. Um So that's one person you have two more. I'm right? gonna go with one, yeah. Uh two more. Can you give one and then come back to me? <laughs> can I pass? <laughs> okay. So
0: for me, there's Casey. I sat. Uh, he yeah. As you can see from my wall, I have. Um, They're okay. all over your own
1: wall, yeah.
0: yeah. Like he, I discovered him or came across him maybe two and a half, maybe three years ago now. Mm. Back when vlogging was just starting to be a thing, and I used to create the videos and stuff for in college, like messing videos like motivational videos and oh, all yeah, yeah, that yeah. and stuff and it was him that watching his videos and his vlogs showed me a new kind of way of making videos mm. and i watched a bunch i like binge watched a bunch of his videos and just every so often he'd always have like things to say from his experience and what really i really liked about him is he was a rags to riches sort mm. of deal. Okay, cool. In that, he was, I think, was he sixteen and he got a girl pregnant, an eighteen year old pregnant. Mm. So he moved to New York. He got two jobs. Like he washed dishes. He had an apartment. Support this family. Yeah, he had an apartment where he's like futon bed couldn't even open fully because it was that small. Like it leaned against the wall, slanted and stuff. So he's very much like a rags to riches, and I'm not saying I'm a rags to riches person, but he definitely showed like mm. what the way he was brought up and the experience that he had developed him as a person. And he has all these like, there's like, look, there's loads of quotes, like simple quotes, like, work hard, be brave. Yeah. And like, for me, um, what's that? Ideas are highly, highly overvalued. Execution is all that matters. There's no, like, I could say a bunch of quotes from him that, and another quote, like, for the one that, the one that I'd said that had kind of helped mm. me with my decision to leave the job, the one where you're like, if you don't build your own dreams, someone else will hire you. One of his quotes was like, the most dangerous thing you can do in life is play it safe.
1: Yeah. And that kind of backed totally up that other that.
0: quote. And I was like, it, it, you're so right. Like, So Casey Neistat is a huge, huge influence to me. And then another person is a guy called Peter McKinnon who's also kind of a YouTuber and videographer. Like when I say my education was the University of YouTube, it was the University of Peter McKinnon because he's so good at what he does and he he creates a lot of content. Like YouTube is free, the people that obviously they get money, AdSense from the videos, but like It's so worth it because they're giving you an education of all the stuff that they've learned Mm. from the industry and he's just amazing at what he does. And I've learned so much from him. Like when I first started out and then found him and started watching his videos, like my videos came on leaps and bounds. Mm. So Peter McKinnon is another person who I aspire to be as good at Mm -hmm. as someday. Do you think now who the
1: third person would be? I thought of a second one. Spider Man? Spider Man. Uh, mm.
0: Okay, you go, and then you come back to me for my last
1: question. Okay, Uh, so I was in the final year of my PhD and I was stuck in a bit of a rut. Seems to be the story of my feckin' life now Mm -hmm. tonight. But a very good friend of mine, Andrea, who I met at a paint club, which is an art class uh, held around the country, and it's kind of like a social event where you go to this art class and the the teacher takes you step by step through the painting and you come home with a masterpiece and a belly full of laughs and it's a really good night. She's
0: also, Fiona is also a very good painter. Mm. As well as
1: comedic. comedic, (laughs) comedic, Comedian. Uh, And and she's a doctor. I'm a Ross doctor. It's not the same. semantics. I (laughs) Semantics. I met Andrea there. And we were chatting anyway and I was telling her that I was starting out Twenty eighteen. with this is the year that I just do everything that I said I would do mm-hmm. and she gave me a book by Shonda Rhimes called The Year of Yes, yes. And Creator she, of Grey's
0: Anatomy that's exactly and who I mean scandal. Business scandal. Have you read the book? No. Read the book. See as I said I'm very particular in what I read.
1: Oh yeah okay okay so that's <laughs> fair enough it's like, one of, it, it. probably if you put it in, a, in the library it would be in the self help probably section or something yeah which, a but it's more of a that. it's more of an autobiography, really, uh-huh. I'd say, yeah, it's an autobiography, but it is almost nearly like a, a motivational book. And that was great. You know, um, so what she did was she did a year of yes, where she said yes to everything that scared the shite out of her, uh-huh. that she felt uncomfortable with. She just said yes, as long as it didn't hurt her or yeah. like put her in dangerous situations. And, like, she succeeded. It was things like, oh, we need you to take on another show. Yes. Oh, we need you. Your uh, health is being, you know, sacrificed for your work. Mm-hmm. And we need you to drink. Yes. And she just said yes to everything. Mm-hmm. And she had a really, really successful year. It then continued on. And one of the most interesting things that she learned is that she had to say no. And that it was okay to say no. And as much as you want to say yes you also have to say no and i I've, do i've learned that. yeah i've because i am that a, was brilliant i am a want to say
0: you know, help people and say yes to things and i've learned i need to say no yeah
1: so it was learning saying yes to no if that makes sense yeah,
2: yeah
1: and that was really that actually really helped me because like we were saying sometimes you need to just go away for yourself to achieve what you want to achieve mm-hmm. and I had to say, start saying no to things and learning to be comfortable with that Mm -hmm. and learning to keep with my motivation if I want to get there. Not to say that I can't make time, I can make time as long as it it suits me and I don't need to be this rag doll dragged around the place. Mm -hmm. Uh, My friend Siobhan used to say putting on different caps. Yeah. So she has her school cap. And then she'd have her work cap, and then she has her family cap, and then she has her friend cap, and then she has her boyfriend cap. She's all of these things to all of these people. So I I think that book was quite motivational. Mm -hmm. And Shonda herself seems like a pretty cool lady, so (laughs) do check out that book. And it's funny. She's gas. Like, she's funny. Is she? Yeah, she's really, really nice. Okay, you can go for a third one before I think of.
0: Okay. What you said, though, the saying yes thing, it's not another person, but there's a YouTube channel called Yes Theory. Have you ever heard of it? no I can't say that I have it's really good and it, it kind of plays on saying yes to things and their kind of slogan is to seek discomfort mm. so say yes to stuff to experience new things and seek discomfort like put yourself in situations yeah. that do make you uncomfortable but
1: you'd be surprised what you get out of it be
0: experienced like you'll get an experience from it obviously don't do stuff that isn't very good for your health
1: yeah and, and also if it really fucking terrifies you don't do it yeah but, but
0: like there's no lo- like watch a bunch of their videos like I started following them a little while ago and like addicted because they just mm, very they're good. super really positive guys yeah and their beliefs or their mantra or whatever is just it's really
1: good like and I believe in it kind of thing
0: but that's not my third person
1: <laughs> I have a weird one okay so obviously I come from back you know I think we both do that we're probably in careers where there isn't a lot of women I think we're quite fortunate to we're in a time where it's getting better I'm not saying it's amazing Jesus it's not I mean I think what was it 30% of engineering students are women and then 40% of them drop out Mm -hmm. after the first year and then we earn we make up like 16% of the workforce and we earn 13% less than everybody else than all the guys um don't quote fact quote me on those but it is around those um I definitely was at a presentation about that I don't know did you see the documentary um like a TV show documentary thing about Albert Einstein mm-hmm. it was on National Geographic I know. Who watches that?
0: I don't watch that. I Geographic. watch
1: that. It, no, it just happened to be on it. Uh-huh. Okay. Oh, look. Anyway.
0: That <laughs> just came on. Oh, I never watched it.
1: But, People right. walk it oh, I <laughs>
0: love them watching National Geographic.
1: I was flicking through the channel. Yeah.
0: It like changes it real quickly. Oh, shit.
1: <laughs> they now know who I am. Yeah. Um, anyway, thing. it was about... Albert Einstein. And you know the guy that plays... Albert. <laughs> Albert. Do you know uh, The King's Speech with Colin yeah, Firth? Yeah, Colin Firth. And
0: yeah. do you
1: know the guy that helps him talk? Spoiler alert. And that guy, like he plays thing. Albert Einstein. Oh, right.
0: Yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah, but,
1: uh. And I didn't know this, but Albert Einstein, I'm completely digressing here. Yes. He had two wives.
0: He had a first wife the and then a second wife.
1: The second one was also his cousin but that's not what I'm ah. getting. He seemed to have a happy <laughs> life. Anyway, when he went to college first just uh, they were around the like it was around the war. Before our time.
0: Yeah,
1: yeah. yeah. Yes, well before our time. He married yeah. this one called I think her name was Melina Maverick or something like that. Right. I like her name. He, yeah, she was the only woman in her physics class. Mm-hmm. She had a club foot and she was Russian I think. Like, she was not...
0: So literally everything goes
1: against her. Literally the outcast of <laughs> all of the, place. the whole place. Uh-huh. And it is rumoured to be believed that she would have helped him with quite a bit of his discoveries and his work and, and mm-hmm. his amazing scientific um, discoveries. Behind
0: every successful man. Is, you know, yeah, man we can look at it pass.
1: like that. <laughs> or we can look at it that if this all happened now, uh-huh. in 2019... Like, she did she finish college in the end? I don't think she did. She ended up pregnant. She ended up with all of these things that we. she wasn't able to finish what she started. And she had such a brain. It seemed mm. to be from this documentary that she was a, an, an incredible scientist herself but didn't get to... Had she been given the opportunity? Yeah, what would have been of her then. And uh-huh. I think, not that she <clears throat> motivates me or inspires me, but just that lifetime. And knowing that that happened... That makes me very grateful for what I have now, and also want more, if that makes sense. So not saying she.
0: So you're like channeling her spirit. If I was her,
1: I'd be pretty fucking
0: pissed. I'm gonna do it for you, Miranda.
1: But you know what I'm saying? There's plenty of women like her, unsung heroes Mm. of the science world, the engineering world, the media world. I'm Mm. like everywhere, acting, any any role, nursing. Chefing, mm-hmm. all those roles. There's definitely unsung heroes, uh, and uh, that's heroines. What this podcast is for, I like, think so. We're gonna find some. Okay, who's your third heroes?
2: person? Oh, God, it's, so <laughs> nice. oh, it's really tough.
0: It's a tough one. I'm trying to think. Those people would say, like. Ellen's generous. You do like Ellen. I do like Ellen, but I don't know. She's like doing
1: great things with her um, you know celebrity.
0: I really admire her. Oh. And maybe not everyone will know who she is. But do you know Zendaya? Yeah. She was in... She was in The Greatest Showman. Yeah. The one with the pink hair. Yes. And she also... She did all those
1: cool tricks in the air.
0: Yeah, she, probably, she did, like, the majority of that. Did she? Good girl. Yeah, because the director was like, yeah, we're going to try and use uh, double as as, as as little as possible. She's like, yeah, I think. it. Um, but I really admire her because she's... I think she's 21, maybe 22. Wow, was she that young? Yeah. Whoa. And... She's so not typical for she's like an old woman in a young person's body, and she's so not typical for someone that's a celebrity mm. in that to the point that paparazzi very rarely bother taking photos because <laughs> she never does anything like work.
2: Like, yeah, like yeah, like
0: she even went on her Instagram the other day where, um, and her her personal assistant is like her friend and her personal assistant, and I follow him on Instagram as well. And they were like painting a room and she they had left the house still in their paint clothes, even though she still looked fab, to go get more paint and stuff. And she's like, the paparazzi were out. Y'all know that the paparazzi never get me. Because we do nothing. We don't do nothing. Now y'all know that I will bust a shape when I need to. But I ain't ready. I was not ready. <laughs> so like, and she doesn't drink. And she just, like, when she's not working, she just spends time at home and she doesn't, like, like, she obviously goes to, like, events, celebrity events. Like, if anyone remembers her outfit at the, was the Met Gala last year. Oh, yeah. Year. Who's the, she? was, um, it was last year the Angels and Devils one or whatever it was.
1: There was a religion oh, the, one.
0: The religion one. And hers was, I can't remember who she took inspiration from, but oh my god, did she look fierce. Yeah. Well, she's I, I I choose her because she's someone that's so young in a generation of people that not many people take serious. Yeah. And she's really a really good uh, role model for young women. She would be. Women yeah. And men or whatever, like, mm. for people. Even I'm, like, I'm 28 and I'm, like, six years older than her or seven years You're older than You're like, like older. she's got her shit together and, I'm like, and oh I, I respect that. Yeah, I admire her and she's whatever many years younger than me. And I really admire her for what she's trying to achieve and stuff. Yeah. So, yeah, she's probably my third person. So this podcast has gone on quite long, much longer than we probably anticipated. We've just gone into a great flow of uh, chatting. But the final question is, what is your favourite quote or mantra you live by?
1: What do I... Okay, I'm a firm believer of not comparing yourself to others and competing with others because uh, comparison is the thief of joy. Okay. And I I try I and like say that. that to myself quite a bit. Comparison is the thief of joy. And it's... if I look and like you can get totally lost on Instagram and Twitter mm-hmm. and academics because that's kind of the I suppose the area I'm really in. They use that quite a bit now for their research and to promote the funding they got or the paper they published or the students that got the awards. But they're not really who I'm in competition with. I'm in competition with myself. And mm-hmm. like I said, I like to play the game. And if I keep comparing myself to others, I'll never get anywhere. And it's a bit like the one we were saying earlier. Set goals. What was it? Make a plan. Oh, yeah. Set goals. Smash the shit out of them. Clap for your damn self. (laughs) I actually really like like that that one.
2: Yeah.
1: Yeah. I think they're kind of two that I really, Mm -hmm. you know, try and, and repeat to myself. And on the days where things are really bad, I do go back to that Buddha quote of you won't be happy at the destination if you're not enjoying the journey. He mm-hmm. says it's something like that. I've probably paraphrased it. But, you know, I wouldn't be particularly religious, but I do quite like that. Mm-hmm. I mean, if you want to be a fireman but you hate your training and you're afraid of fire, then I don't think you're going to
2: I don't think yeah, you're going to like being a fireman. Fire,
1: right? Do you know what I'm saying? Yeah. But if you want to be, if I want to be an academic and I don't like writing papers and I find being in the lab frustrating and I students annoy me, well then I don't think I'm going to like Snow mm. you Bean at the end yeah. so they're kind of, I know you only asked for one but they're kind of, no they're all really good ones they're and kind I, of ones I, I would, try to think of. I would definitely
0: about. take the, what do you say, comparison is, thie- is a thief, thief of joy. joy, like that's huge like part of my life is constantly almost comparing myself to other people but I'm trying you're to you're in a competitive market yeah. as well though,
2: it's probably hard I'm to, I'm trying
0: to train myself to only compare my, work, my own work to my own yeah, work, or so, yeah, comparison is Steve Joy. I really like that. Good. So I will be using that in the future. Mm. For me, my favourite quotes, I've kind of said them already. They're all is, on the wall. Yeah, they're all on the wall. But the, 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 a few of the main ones is, the, if you don't build your own dreams, somebody else will hire you to build theirs. I think that's brilliant. And the, the most dangerous thing you can do in life is to it safe and then also Casey Neistat like he just has so many I, yeah. as I said I could just say loads of them but another one there on my wall is someday I won't be able to do
1: this the right time is now if if you want to do something and uh, you feel good about it mm-hmm. and you think it's gonna be fun yeah then why not yeah like this podcast with us <laughs> exactly hmm?
0: so I think we'll leave it there as I said this podcast actually ended up much longer than I expected but I think we got into a really good flow yeah. we got into a really good so. uh, conversation and got really da- nitty down and dirty with our Grr. teachers our past our education whatever that may be so I hope you really enjoyed this first podcast the first of many hopefully and I guess just to sign off by saying you can reach us on Twitter at nextgenfemme or on Instagram at nextgenfemme underscore I R E, and if you, as I said, have any people that you think might be good for us to talk to on the podcast, email me at Leah at NextGenFM.ie and do all the usual stuff that podcasts do, like subscribe and rate and comment. I actually don't know, <laughs> but all of those things to help just support the podcast and and share it with people that you think might benefit from it are just like what we, we discuss we're here I'm sure you'll agree to help motivate people and just show people that there are some amazing women in this country and we'll hopefully talk to people outside the country as well that are just achieving great things and a variety of great things and we so, want to
1: shout their names from the rooftops we do
0: so do you want to f- say anything before we sign off no have I covered <laughs> <laughs> female known as a woman of many words Okay, so I guess we'll just leave it there. Just remember, yeah, just thank you for guys for listening. Whoever did, thanks, Mom. Probably just you.
1: Oh, yeah, francis definitely (laughs) didn't make it this far.
0: Yeah, so if you made it this far, congratulations. Congratulations,
1: Because we barely did.
0: Yeah. (laughs) So I'm going to sign off there. And just remember, the future is female. See you in your next episode. Bye. Bye.